Welcome to My Best Friends Podcast. I'm Aurora. And I'm Sexy Ash. <laughs> and today, if you didn't know, we're going to be talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. It's, I know that song from Pitch Perfect <laughs> and Pitch Perfect only. Um, so our little disclaimer for this episode, we did mark this episode as explicit. Because it's sexy. <laughs> We haven't actually said anything yet, so I won't get ahead of ourselves, but we're going to be, we, we don't want to be vulgar with this episode, we, but we are talking about sex. Yeah. So we just felt like that is why the explicit is there yeah. for the content of the episode, but we are not going to be super raunchy. Yeah. So we asked a bunch of questions on our Instagram stories and did you guys deliver? You guys delivered. And I specified that I... Wanted them to not be super graphic. I don't really think I got anything that was super I didn't graphic. Get any graf- I didn't get I got a few that I was graphic. like, oh, I probably won't share that, but. Yeah. But nothing that I was, nothing that made me blush. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> this is going to be a two-part episode. Our very first, because we got a ton of responses, and we just want to make sure that we are covering everything thoroughly. <laughs> um, like no, a we- good lover. Sorry, <laughs> Wow, this really is an explicit episode. So this was actually an episode that was requested by a listener. And when it first came in, Seth actually brought this up to me yesterday because we were sitting in, we were just sitting in the kitchen and I mentioned that we were, we were going to record this topic. And he told me that I forgot, but when I, I got a DM from a listener just saying that they thought it would be really interesting to hear our perspectives on it and, you know, just kind of we'll get into it a little bit more but they suggested the topic and I told Seth and I was like well that's a really cool idea but I don't really think that it will work for our audience Mm -hmm. and then I mentioned it to Ash a few days later when we were recording and Ash was like let's do it I love it I mean I really do because we did I think it's a good topic we did the episode on money and that was something that is also more taboo taboo and I really loved the response that we got to that one and so I was really excited to go forward with this one. And you guys really are interested in this topic. I mean, why not? Who isn't? So I think that we will just get into it because we have so much to yeah. talk about. A ton to cover. Um, okay. So we asked a series of questions on our Instagram stories. So I specifically asked um, whether or not people enjoyed having sex the overwhelming majority was yes so that was almost kind of a waste like I could have I could have like probably seen that coming um we asked how we asked when people think it's quote unquote okay to have sex in a Mm -hmm. relationship um like if or outside or outside of a relationship or you know like casual committed like what's what's your deal on that Um, We asked about the views that you were raised with. So like what you were taught by your parents at home. Um, We asked about people's thoughts on porn and masturbation as two separate entities. And we asked for some embarrassing stories. Did you ask for any others? The only other one was we asked um, on a raid on like a slider what your libido was. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, I don't know if you did, but I I didn't ask that. I did on the podcast Instagram. Um, The average answer was, I want to say... Like 65? Yeah. Yeah, 65%. But I mean... On a scale of like not fire to total fire. Yeah, to like... I mean, I was assuming bottom of the slider was like 
I never want to I'm never in the mood. Like, I'm asexual, basically. Um, or, and then the top was like, give me sex all the time. Yeah. I always want it. I'm always horny. I think I'll definitely shout out to anyone listening. Like, maybe don't listen to this if you're related to me. <laughs> if you don't want to know information up. about Ashes or my sex lives. Why are you separate. listening to our podcast Literally about sex? <laughs> stop listening right now. Love you, mom. Let's get into this. Okay. So, um, yeah, most of you enjoyed sex, which is good. And I am happy for you. Honestly. Um, those of you that said they were not like on the podcast one. Oh, no, wait. On, on my personal one, I, I actually don't know which account this is because I didn't screenshot enough of it to know. Mm-hmm. But um, on one account that we asked it on, <laughs> we got 160 people said, yes, they enjoy sex. And 12 people said no. So... Those of you that said no, so I feel bad and I hope that you get more lube in your life. Yeah. I had, I had one girl who reached out specifically and said, it is absolutely hit or miss. It depends on the partner. It depends on my mood. It depends on. That makes sense. Like it just, it's a multitude of factors. And I think that that's more common than we, than I like, if it's yes or no, I think generally yes, but also. The thing is that most of the people that I saw responding no were people that I know that are married. Mm-hmm. Like, so they are. That's in, what I noticed too. Which makes me feel like, and I'm not trying to call anyone out specifically, oh. obviously, but if you voted no or you didn't vote at all, but you do not enjoy sex mm-hmm. and you are in a committed relationship, like monogamous, mm-hmm. you have sex with the same person, um, I would say. A, if it's painful, go to a doctor because there can be a lot of like um, issues that can be contributing to pain. And I think that we'll get more into like sex education later, mm-hmm. um, probably next actually. Yeah. But um, I think that a lot of people, if they didn't get good enough sex education, will just assume that it's going to hurt. Yeah. And so when it does hurt, they don't do anything about it. Yeah. It's not supposed to hurt. So if it's hurting, go to a doctor and have them check it out because you could have there. I mean, there are some medical issues that could be causing it to hurt. Yeah. Especially extreme pain. Yeah. And sometimes like if it's uncomfortable, then you might just not be turned on enough or they might not be doing the right things. Right. So, and if it's not that painful, might I suggest you pick up some good loop? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Might I suggest you tell your partner that they are not meeting your needs and yeah. that you explore things together um, or on your own if that's what you need to do in order to get comfortable to explore things with your partner. I know a lot of people who, again, that's something we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people who like are so uncomfortable about sex and other things that they like don't feel comfortable speaking their needs to their partner mm-hmm. in the bedroom which is understandable. Well, I I think think that most of us have been there at least to some degree at some point. I think that there's an inherent want to be super validating to your partner when they've been very vulnerable with you, because even some guy and this, I mean, I feel so awkward talking about this. Even if you have some guy jackhammering away at you and saying like, (laughs) aren't you loving this? Like you're You're going to be like, Oh, they're still naked. They're still being vulnerable with you. Even they, if they think they're king of everything, because they're getting to nail a chick, they, it's still vulnerable. Even when there's not a super emotional, like disconnect 
or like an emotional connection. So I think especially if it was your monogamous partner of many years who you love and have this connection with and they're not asking like, how is this? It can be really difficult to be like, um, especially I don't love that. Especially if it's been a long time yeah. because they're like, well, why haven't you said anything this whole time? Have you been hating yes. sex this whole time? Yes. And, and it's embarrassing yeah. to have your, I'm assuming, look, I know me talking <laughs> happy in the bedroom with me. But, <laughs> if you weren't hypothetically, hypothetically, <laughs> um, no, I can just imagine that it would be really embarrassing to have your partner come to you after mm, half a decade yeah. and be like, Hey, I actually have not been enjoying sex. I have faked it all of those times Yeah, and I need you to pay more attention to me. Or if it's a specific thing that in the beginning you maybe said that you were into and digging and it was like a good, a good move for you, a but good it, play and it's not. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, if you do get to a point of clarity and you're like, I'm not going to lie about this anymore. Right. So, I mean, my only advice there is just, it will be far less awkward for everyone. If you start now with the communication, like it's kind of like a band aid. Like yeah. it is going to be uncomfortable. I mean, I have so much experience. I got married three weeks ago. <laughs> Hasn't it been longer than that? It's only, it hasn't even well, been a month. It's, it's be been almost tomorrow, a month. Oh, two, wow. Two okay. So I really know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Anyway. So there, that's our little, I guess. I think it's a nice segue into the next question that I asked. I asked these back to back and it's when do you feel it's appropriate to have sex in a relationship or non-relationship? Um, I was shocked at the amount of religious people that I know mm-hmm. who did not say marriage and instead were, um, there's basically two camps. Very few people were like, oh, only when your boyfriend and girlfriend, like, you know, against casual sex, if mm-hmm. they were, it was like, you need to be married. Everyone else said, um, whenever you feel like you're ready or marriage. Right. And I was shocked at the amount of people who, who are married and are like a part of our super religious community and right. like people that I know who said when you're ready. And I have so many thoughts on that. I feel like, sorry, I'm just trying to get to my, yeah. I mean, all of these responses, like we seriously have 200, like, I think I have 300 responses and, but almost down the middle, it says marriage or exactly whenever you want. It was, I felt like it was pretty well divided as well. There was my favorite answer was (laughs) the one that didn't, they respond on all, they responded on all three accounts and we love you person who said that I guarantee you they don't listen to the podcast they just want to contribute outside of marriage is a sin God says to flee sexual immortality immortality yeah that's right and I think we can just end the episode right there I think that (laughs) basically sums it up this message has been brought to you by the church of (laughs) God wants us to flee (laughs) our sexual feelings unless you are in a committed monogamous marriage so Alex is the only guy I've had sex with. I feel like that's actually probably a pretty good disclaimer before I move forward. Yeah. I have also only ever had sex with Seth. Yeah. However, I will also say Seth and I had sex before we were married, Mm -hmm. um, but we waited until we were engaged. Do you feel like, do you feel generally glad for your sake that you've only been with Seth? Or is that something that you don't think has contributed very much to the quality of your life together? Um, I would say that I am grateful that it's 
only been Seth in when it comes to my upbringing. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, grew up in the LDS church. I was taught not to have sex outside of marriage, that mm-hmm. it was horrible sin akin to murder horrible sin akin to murder um and so i think in that context of how i grew up i'm grateful for it because i feel like i again i'm not trying to say anyone who has sex outside of marriage is bad because that is absolutely 100 not what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. here but because of the way that i personally grew up i think that i would have felt a lot of guilt yeah if i had had sex with someone before seth yeah And, um, I was also the first person that Seth had sex with. Mm -hmm. And so it worked out for us, but I do remember being in relationships before Seth with guys who had had sex before they started dating me. Mm -hmm. And it would give me this huge crisis because I was like, well, you had sex with someone else. How are we (laughs) supposed to get married? And so I, the, I mean, just as an aside, I remember being so, I don't know what I thought happened when you lost your virginity, but I remember thinking like, what would I do if I married a guy who had not saved himself for me Mm -hmm. and how he could never possibly be like pleased with my body and the way I look and the things that I could do if he'd ever experienced anything else else thinking of yeah Yeah. or something like that and I mean especially thinking back to in that scenario they would have been you know how many people could they have possibly slept with in their teenage years and like the kind of guys I you know was dating can have sex with a lot of people okay (laughs) I but in my I mean in my mind I was thinking like one girl one time like one mistake he's a Christ-like man like don't (laughs) hold it against him and I still thought that it was like going to be marriage ruining in my imaginary marriage that didn't exist when I was 14 and I, I mean I don't know even what I thought would happen but it was there's so much pressure and significance on specifically the virginity of a person and I don't know why I think well I want to say that I want to say that I know people who use the same argument about kissing before marriage like super diehard Mormons I remember a guy in high school saying he had never kissed a girl before this was before his mission I'm sure he probably kissed someone after his mission I, I don't know but we were friends and he mentioned that he'd never kissed anyone before. And I was like, really? (laughs) That's wild. And he was like, well, I just feel like I'm going on a mission in a year or however long until he went on a mission. And I know that whoever I go on dates with now before my mission isn't going to be the girl that I marry. So why would I want to waste kisses? on someone else and you know in my mormon brain i was like okay (laughs) logic um kisses are not being wasted um (laughs) but then also he was like and i don't want to be you know after my mission kissing my wife thinking about how great of a kisser somebody else was before oh my gosh why i have so many questions and they all are what the hell (laughs) i think that just comes from a lack of I mean, I do not remember. The only thing I remember is how bad people were at kissing. I don't remember, like, and I know that I kissed guys who were, like, fine kissers, but I don't remember it. The only ones that I remember are the ones that were 
the only ones that I awful absolutely I can think of really only one (laughs) sorry ex-boyfriend if you're listening um that was like a tremendously horrible kisser (laughs) and and the thing is that I don't know I think when you fall in love with someone and you decide to spend your forever with them the way that they do things is going to be you're going to just fall in love with every little bit of it and even if they're even if they're really bad at something things can be taught things can be learned you can change together I know that Seth and I joke all the time that when we first started dating I kissed like a dolphin (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about because I did it too right because I didn't know you know you think of when you are young and naive and you've kissed uh, like two guys like twice each yeah (laughs) And the first time you make out with someone, you're like, your your body's moving in like <laughs> this. And my face is going to go like this. So you know when you're watching a movie and they like, there's a lot of like, like in, in and, and out. out. And it's like, and it's as they're like pushing into each other. Right. And it's so the dolphin think, kiss. Okay. I'm glad that you knew exactly what I was Because I do it too. Because I'd only ever watch I movies. instinctively, like, every once in a while, will start kissing like that. Like without yes. meaning to. And then I I'm still like, do it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, it will only be when I'm first starting to kiss Seth. And yeah. I'll be like, dolphin <laughs> everywhere. I hope you like this. I mean, sometimes I think I'm, like, done kissing Alex. And then I'm like, but never mind. I want more. And that's... it. just bring in the dolphin kid. move. <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a far tangent from... But, uh, but what I think about that is just that it's the same with sex. You're going to change. And when you... If you decide to have a committed relationship with someone and, like, be monogamous with uh-huh. them the way that you do things with them will be again. I've only ever had sex with Seth. So yes, I said that right. I thought you, you looked at me quizzically and I was like, are you trying to remember if you've had sex with someone else? I said, I've only had Seth with sex. And so then I was like, wait, (laughs) did I say that? Um, so you don't have anything to compare it to. I don't have anything to compare it to in a sexual sense, but I do feel like, it, do- it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I think the idea that you would just be thinking of all your exes, I think if you're thinking of all your exes while you're having sex, then you're not with the right person. Yeah. Or Agreed. you have some problems and should go to yeah. therapy. You, like you have issues. Yeah. So I'm kind those of, are my thoughts on that. I'm kind of in a weird middle ground. And I think it just comes from perspective because for me – Sex is very special Absolutely. and very sacred and very private. And I am tremendously grateful that Alex is the only person that I've ever like Had been sex sexual with. with. Yeah. And I, I like, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. And I, but I know that there are people who like truly believe and in their experience, sex is not special. And I'm just of the opinion where if I was living my life over again, I would still choose to keep it something that is special for me. And in because it's special to me, I am really glad that my spouse is the one person that I've been with. And I feel like it's really bonding for us to have all of our firsts together. Um, for your relationship. For our relationship. Right. And so I think like when asking these questions, we got a lot of we got a lot of responses of people like most people were adamant that like above all, like you just can't choose for anyone. Like, yes. like, Oh, I got a ton of to each their own and exactly. for all of their responses, like to each their own, to each their own. And I definitely 
agree with that just because, I mean, for some people, I think it really is. I think a lot of people would derive a lot of satisfaction and personal growth and necessary personal experience from experimenting and having multiple partners Mm -hmm. or having a lot of partners or maybe just having a few partners. And there are a lot of people who are like, like me who are so grateful for their monogamous sex life with their like one and only spouse that they're like, this has to be the only way, like this has to be the God sanctioned way that everybody should be doing everything because it brings them so much happiness. And then, you know, on the flip side, people are like, okay, if I had thought that I would be married to some guy who, you know, does me missionary twice a month. And then, you know, we never experiment and like, we have all these issues. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, that's just, that's just my thoughts on it. And I, I, I'm like, just for the rest of this podcast, I am coming from the place of, I do feel like sex is special. It's special to me. And I'm very grateful for my monogamous relationship, but I totally understand that there is a lot of value for other people and right. doing it basically the opposite. Right. Well, and I think really the, when it comes down to it, the two answers we got were people that were adamant, no, you do not have sex outside of marriage. And people that were like, whenever is best for you, this mm-hmm. is my personal, like I had a lot of people say, um, I think people, as long as everyone consents, like have sex whenever you want. Personally, I wouldn't have sex outside of marriage. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel like we're coming from it where both of us waited until, you know, we found the person that we were going to be with forever. We've only ever had sex with one person. However, I don't think, I think that as long as everybody is consenting adults, Mm -hmm. like have sex however often you want. Like, I think it's such a personal decision and I don't think that anybody should try to make that decision for other people. Yeah. And I think just lost all that on that, which is basically just reiterating what you said a lot of a lot of other things that people said were like whenever you want like some people said um when you can have deep intimate conversations um when you feel safe and have trust in a like in a committed relationship when you feel Mm -hmm. connected and safe when whenever you feel ready um it wasn't just like literally whenever the hell you want some people were right but it's completely your decision but you should only do it if you are comfortable which is a direct quote from someone that sent something in. And I feel like kind of just encapsulates it that like, it's totally up to you, but you shouldn't do something you don't want to do. Yeah. So the next question that we asked was what was your, like, what were you taught about sex growing up? Mm -hmm. Were you taught about sex growing up? And if it shaped the way you, I guess, kind of currently live your life and have sex or, or don't have sex. Right. Um, a lot of interesting responses, some really heartbreaking ones and some some heartbreaking ones, really good ones. Okay. So someone wrote in and said in high school, I learned that there is no such thing as popping somebody's cherry and that that concept in and of itself is a huge, huge misogynistic myth that has been around for thousands of years that allows men to get out of foreplay and making sure that their lady is properly lubricated. Mm -hmm. The hymen is actually a small muscle that is on the top of the vaginal opening and it can rip or tear from basic things like inserting a tampon, horseback riding, dancing, exercising, etc. The idea that it has to rip, pop, or tear during the first time a woman has sex is stupid because it actually shouldn't break if you have proper lubrication. Yeah. 
which, which is I didn't fully I mean the thing is I knew that you didn't ha- like your first time having sex didn't have to be painful yeah um but can I ask if yours was it was um but I think that was because we neither of us had any idea what we were doing yeah and it wasn't from a lack of lubrication mm-hmm. I just we were figuring out where things went down there <laughs> <laughs> and also because it was our both of our first time it was a very lengthy ordeal yeah and so i think if you do anything for a long time (laughs) it's gonna hurt a little bit (laughs) ours was the opposite just short and sweet in and out (laughs) just (laughs) um but no i didn't know i didn't know that well i knew that your hymen didn't have to pop when you have sex for the first time, but I didn't realize how much of a myth it was. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of share that before we move forward because I thought that was cool little PSA for everybody out there with vaginas. A little, I have one to read, but before I do, I guess if I had to cliff notes all of the responses that we got, because I mean, I'm not kidding. This was by far our most responded to episode prompt we've ever gotten. And if I had to cliff notes it, it was a not talking to your kids about sex or talking to them in a negative way is dumb. As does hell. not stop them from doing anything. Absolutely. Everyone who said, oh, it was never talked about. It was taboo. Or my parents told me it was disgusting and had to wait till marriage and you're evil if you want it. They all found ways around it, too. But then they there are a lot of stories where. I got pregnant my very first time and you know, all of these things. And I thought that like, I literally could not get pregnant until I was married because that was used so synonymously. Yeah. Like in, and that's how you honestly end up with 14, 15 year olds who are pregnant. Well, okay. So maybe before we share any more answers, what was your sex education growing up? Um, so my parents actually did a really, a really good job. They, yeah. Um, at least, for me, and I don't think that there's a perfect encapsulating way to teach sex. And that's kind of a shame because it is so important. But also when teaching children, you don't want to define their sexuality for them because I do think a lot of people, some people are more equipped to have casual sex and some people are better equipped to, you know, have waited out. Yeah. Like waited out, be monogamous, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, whatever you teach them, like if you are teaching a child who happens to be on the more sensitive side, like, Oh, it doesn't mean anything. They might go pursue that and end up feeling very used by a bunch of partners. Um, or, you know, on the, on the other side, if you're telling somebody that it has to be super special and you're in love and you're married and then, you are somebody who has one night stands and you might feel guilty that you don't feel guilty or attached to that person. Anyways, my parents monogamous married like 30 years now. They're great. Not 30 years, whatever. They're great. And it was sexes between men and a woman marriage. Um, but then everything inside of marriage, like I, my parents would flirt. And like one time I have this weirdly vivid memory of like my mom had chocolate on her cheek and my dad licked it off and I was horrified beyond words. It was, I mean, he was joking. It wasn't like I walked in on them, like licking food off each other, but like it, he was joking. I was like, I know, please don't, please don't. My mom, my parents have a four-year-old and I'm like, it's been no, no longer than four years, at least. I know that much. And that haunts me. Just kidding. But I had a pretty healthy view, but for sure, like bonds of marriage and man and woman and like, you're going to hell if you, if you do it otherwise. The worst that I was taught was from church, 
from seminary. Um, I have a story that I'm going to read after this that's specifically like a church lesson that I also got. Those church lessons really mess you up. Just get you. What about you? Um, so I think that over time my parents have gotten a lot better at teaching their kids about sex. And I don't know if the thing is that I think some of my siblings that are in, of similar ages to me have conflicting memories of what we were taught. And so I don't know if I just like had no concept of what they were telling me. So it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, like the first time you read a sex scene in a book and you had no idea what <laughs> sex was. And so it just completely went over your head. Yes. And then as an adult, you think back and you were like, Oh my God. Yeah. They were having sex in yeah. that book that I read when I was 13. Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible that it was like that, that my parents told us how sex worked. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no interest. I do remember watching a Nova video about how sperm fertilizes an egg. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, like actual videos of little spermies swimming up to eggs. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that that happened inside of a body. <laughs> um, I spent a long time thinking that uh, my first my first memory of being told of being told uh, what sex was, and it was what my what my understanding of sex was until I was about thirteen. Wow, was that when a mommy and daddy want to have a kid? They give each other a special hug. <gasps> Why a special hug? Why that phrase? I don't know. Well, I mean... It does not resemble hugging, really. I mean, it depends on what position you're in. I just... That's if not what I... That's not how I hug anyone. I would hope not. <laughs> um, anyway, I just remember thinking that it was a special hug mm-hmm. and... Like a handshake. Well, I just thought, like, you hugged each other really tight in your underwear was what I thought. Yeah. I remember distinctly being like 13 and my older sister telling me that you had to be naked (laughs) and being absolutely disgusted like just fully 13 is old it's old that I fully had no concept I I knew you didn't have to have I knew you didn't need like you couldn't have pants on but I was like why would you take off your shirt like I thought it was like very utilitarian like take them down and then just (laughs) go for it I fully did not realize that you you I why would you want anyone to see what's under your <laughs> underwear that's disgusting um so yeah I remember my sister telling me and I was like what and she was like what did you think happened and I was like I thought that you put on your garments I'm sorry maybe the garments were out. essential but like I thought I thought it was the garments I thought that's what made oh. you pregnant like you would put them on well I knew that you always wore them but I thought that you had to be wearing them and you would yeah. pray together and then you would hug and then you would get pregnant. I also thought pregnancy had to do with praying. I mean, look, if it's a really good time, maybe you have to pray and thank God afterwards. And just be like, <laughs> thank you so much for that good dick. Amen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was kind of my education. I'm The thing is, though, that my parents are really good at it now. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they were better at it when I was a child as well. And I just, they didn't, I don't know. I feel like. I, if something doesn't land, because if they try to like sit you down and like have a talk and That's it doesn't how they land, would do it. yeah. But they would do it 
every single time a kid had a question about sex, they would sit the whole family down. Why Why do it with the siblings? Why do it? Right, in front siblings. of everyone and explain how no. it works. And I remember my brother went, because he was one who had a question when he was like seven, you know, being like, hey, what does this mean? And so they had everyone come into the living room and oh we all gosh. sat down and it was so awkward. And at that point I knew what sex was. And I was like, I don't need this talk. I don't want to be here. And I just distinctly remember shortly after that talk, my brother going up to someone in church and telling them that, cows have sex because he learned he's that. not wrong because he learned that when we had the sex talk and then my parents had to give him another sex talk and tell him that we don't tell people about sex i for, for some reason nothing in the universe weirds me out more than knowing that my siblings also have sex when i about when i got married one of the only like no, i got no sex jokes around my marriage at all but my brother like literally gave me a nudge nudge wink wink like you're getting married and i was like Dad! like i can't you deal know, with it it doesn't make me uncomfortable knowing oh. that my sis- well i know for a fact that only my older siblings are having sex at this point look my little sister tried to convince us all that she'd never been kissed before <laughs> which we all know is a lie <laughs> i'm sorry for sharing your secrets if you're listening but we all we all know you we all know you kissed that boy when you were sixteen, okay? It's fine. Kissing people is fine. It's not a waste. Um anyway, so but it doesn't really weird me out that much. Like I wouldn't want to think about it, but like they they both have kids. I have kids. It's one of those things you just do it. I I I can't. I, I don't know why it wears me out so much. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, so reading some of you guys' responses about what you were taught. Growing up, I'm going to share this one because this girl remembered remembered this lesson really acutely. Um, so this is, I assume, in the same church that we were raised right. in. Um, this is her message. I was taught that sex was only okay after you were married. It was even shared in our church group lesson with a cake. She asked if everyone wanted some, and of course we all said yes. Then she proceeded to spit sneeze stick her finger in and dump a cup of what she said was street puddle water on it then Some she people like that during sex <laughs> <laughs> sorry to interrupt your story spit sneeze stick your finger in oh my gosh <laughs> puddle of street water i'm sorry please continue with your story i'm sorry for pausing after i said that one i just la- was laughing too hard to i'm dying i was oh, so man. glad you did <clears throat> So she kinks it up a little. Um, and then she asked if we wanted some. And of course, like we, this? <laughs> of course, we all said no. She proceeded to relate the once beautiful cake to our bodies and said that there are beautiful houses of the Lord. But if we have sex or any sexual activity prior to marriage, we become like the nasty cake. And that was that was there now. And what good man would want to come in and what? marry that type of woman? Excuse me? If putting your dick in a woman ruins the woman, you should probably check out your dick. <laughs> Look, your dick is poison. <laughs> um, and then she just goes on. She says, what this lady neglected to talk about was repentance. And just because someone has sex before marriage doesn't make them a horrible or gross human. She goes on to share her experience, but it was more relating to another question. That is... Yeah. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of responses um, from people saying that that th- 
a lot of our listeners i'm pretty sure are in utah yeah um and utah sex education sucks in their schools and so i had a lot of people saying i didn't really learn anything in school because you know in utah at least i'm pretty sure they still do they teach abstinence only mm-hmm. in church they teach abstinence only and they do all the you know chewed gum analogies and yeah. putting fingers in cakes and which also sounds like a good time so <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe not spitting in it look some people are in, into spitting oh in cakes gosh. and can't <laughs> knock it till you try it ash what I'm trying to tell you is I always spit on cake. I thought you were about to divulge something and I was like, okay. <laughs> I am just going to stop right there and I really am going to say no, I'm not. And I'm not even just trying to like keep it clean for Save the podcast. Face. I'm being honest, but I'm not shaming anyone that is into anything. <laughs> I think the thing that I hate the most about that is I was also raised with Around conservative culture, I think that it would be far more beneficial to teach something like, you know, sex can be really special when shared only between a husband and wife and like preserve that specialness if you want to. And it is safer when talking about STDs and pregnancy, like it's the safest course. I think that that would be a way more beneficial way to talk about it with kids than fear mongering. Right. Because it clearly doesn't stop anyone from doing anything right. but it will make them all effed up about it right coming from our upbringing like yes it does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable knowing that my child could go out and have sex with multiple people and that makes me a little bit uncomfortable just strictly because that's what I was taught mm-hmm. but we fully plan on you know answering questions and having it be like an open conversation in our household so that way he knows that sex isn't just for reproduction and like it's fun and you know and just so he knows like how to do it safely and so that way when we feel like he is of an age where he could be coming sexually active like we will make sure that there are condoms and he knows where they are so that way Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to talk to us about it but he can have safe sex Mm -hmm. with whoever he chooses (laughs) because I don't know I just feel like it's not Again, like it's, it's your body and you decide how you want to do it, do it with it. What? <laughs> anyway. Oh, this one was, this one was good. This one is pretty encapsulating. Um, she was taught that sex is bad until marriage and then you need to be a sexual goddess overnight. That one is a real tricky one because you're not supposed to like along these same guidelines, you're not supposed to watch porn. You're not supposed to even pursue like sexual thoughts or like fantasies or anything. And then, but then also like, that's how people end up in, I feel like cycles that are really hard to break where they are really uncomfortable and don't know how to communicate it and don't know what they want because like they literally have no idea and they're not supposed to be there along with their new husband being like, well, let's see what I like. Let's see what I like. Like what works for me. It's just supposed to be like, well, bam, bam, here's this move and that move. And I'm amazing. Right. And I feel like that's where a lot of people, um, don't, I think that's where a lot of the like shame issues and also the people that don't enjoy sex, like we were talking about earlier comes from that. Mm -hmm. You just think it's a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am situation. And because you never had a chance to explore it as a child, like not as a child, I'm sorry, 
children young adult but as a like as a teenager a young adult you never explored that with I want to say like low risk partners like in the sense that you have sex with someone you know you're not embarrassed because you're not going to be spending forever with them sort of deal like you never had a chance to experiment and figure out what you like you know what your body feels like and all of that that I think that's where where that misconception comes in that you know you put a dick in it and the the dick finishes and then you're like cool that yeah. was sex yeah that's not the sex um this response says that she was taught you marry who you sleep with so i married the guy i slept with at age 15 <gasps> no yep. okay i also thought uh-huh i fully thought that you could not like if you had sex with someone you had to marry them yeah. like legally yes. i thought it was illegal oh, legally i just thought that it was like Oh, no. You just, you have an obligation. I thought it was a legal thing. Like if you had sex with someone, you were legally obligated to marry them. I also thought it was physically impossible to have a baby outside of marriage. Like, or no way. I think I thought like once you reached a certain age, you just got pregnant. Oh, and really? So I distinctly remember my mom once telling me like, don't get pregnant before you're married. And I was like, well, mom, <laughs> I can't control that. Like what if don't I don't get ridiculous. married soon enough? <laughs> I just get pregnant. I didn't understand that. Um, I loved this one. My parents called sex a special cuddle when having the talk. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about. Special cuddle sounds creepier, but a little bit more accurate than special hug. Yeah, but I. A hug is very static. Cuddle is a little more active. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just mostly a lot of people saying, I wish I had been taught more. I wish that it had been more. Um. like, I wish that it had been more of a topic. A lot of people said that yeah. their parents told them using code words and, like, metaphors. Oh. So they didn't say, like, vagina and penis. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a big mistake to tell your children that, like, you put your whoopsie no-no up in the, <laughs> you know. <laughs> up in her secret cavern. <laughs> like, like your flower. Like Yeah. I do know my parents would describe, I think... Probably just to make sense. And I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with using metaphors as a way to have it make sense for children, as long as you are also telling them how it actually goes. I'm excited for whatever you're going to tell me, but cause I distinctly know that my parents would tell, I'm assuming me as well, but my younger siblings that it, when they, ha- when you have sex, the man puts his seed in the woman. Oh my gosh. And they called it seed? Seed. And I distinctly remember after after the age that I knew what sex was, my younger sister, who was probably four. So my parents like were pretty good at answering questions and like talking about it. Um, at least with my younger siblings, because one of my younger sisters, when she was about four, um came up to my parents crying. And my parents were like, what is wrong? Like, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. And four years old crying. I don't know why this was such a concern to her. But, I mean, you get concerned about random, you get, like, fixing yeah. on things yeah. as children. Anyway, they had just recently had, I guess, a talk with her. Like, she'd had a question about, you know, babies. And they'd, you know, age-appropriately tried to explain it to her. And so she came crying to them saying that she was afraid it was going to hurt when her husband put his seed in her when she was an adult. And my parents were like, um, well, let's not worry about that right now. Oh my gosh, poor thing. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I remember laughing at the time because I was like, 
feet. Oh, yeah. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> um, I mean, my parents handled it really well. They like sat down and talked to her and was like, well, why are you worried about that? Because that's such a long ways away and it's not going to hurt if, if you find the person you're in love with. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I don't think there's anything wrong with using analogies with young children to help them understand, but I do think that you should also include what things actually are. Yeah. Okay. What were you... Oh, I, just, I just gasped at this one. This girl says, I legit didn't know what oral sex was until college. I didn't either. You really didn't? No. What? I fully did not. What? I fully had absolutely no concept until my college boyfriend told me. I mean... And I was like, excuse me, what? How would you even <laughs> avoid, like, jokes? I was homeschooled and Mormon. <laughs> and I only dated two guys three guys in high school one of them was incredibly like a short period of time and the other two were also super duper mormon boys who like i mean we've talked about this before one of them dumped me because he couldn't feel the spirit holding my hand mm-hmm. so that wasn't really something i mean i'm sure he wasn't the one telling you about oral sex you know what he should have been <laughs> no so i truly did not so have was as good as a blowjob i didn't i didn't <laughs> gross I had no idea until a college boyfriend told me, like, mentioned a blowjob. And I was like, what? And he told me what it was. And I was like, I'm going to vomit. I thought it was disgusting. And I was like, how dare anyone do that? And I didn't realize that it worked the other way either until, mm, we're going to say at least a year after. I fully, like, I completely relate to this person because I also had no idea that anything outside of just a simple sticking it in was even possible yeah oh i think i if i'm remembering this right i hope this isn't like a fake memory i know that at one point i was the person but i think it was my roommate keep in mind we're in college and one of my roommates was 26 (gasps) i think i told her what oral sex was Okay, I had some roommates like that when I was dating Seth. That um, I had these two roommates. They were sisters. And one was 22 and one was 26 or 27. Uh Uh-huh. Both of them had never been kissed. Oh, my gosh. And they both crushed on the same douchebag that (gasps) lived under, like... Oh, you told me about this. They they both were crushing on the guy who lived downstairs. The younger one ended up dating him. But they were so... I mean, I can imagine if I got to 27 and I had never been kissed, never done anything with a guy, that I would be mm, pretty horny. Yeah. And she, I distinctly remember um, one day, Seth had just been visiting and he left and we were all getting ready in the bathroom. And you were like, want to get me some of that dick in my mouth? No. Listen. And they were like, what? No. Um they Seth had been visiting and he left and we were all getting ready in the bathroom and they were asking me about him and we were just talking and I was like oh yeah I really like him and blah 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 and they both get really close (gasps) and they're like how do you not jump his bones every time he touches you oh my gosh I'm sorry what (laughs) and they full stop were like they straight up told me they didn't think they would be able to control themselves <gasps> if a boy kissed them. Oh my because gosh. Because they would want to just have sex so bad. One of them used the phrase, said, 
She said to me, I am always erotically charged. <gasps> erotically charged. And I was shook to my core. Uh, also, I'm glad that they, you said they were standing even closer to you they than before. They got close to like, to like tell me a secret, you know, be like, yeah, I'm always erotically charged. And I was like, um, I have to go to class. I was so uncomfortable because again, understanding that I did not have a really good concept of sex, even in college. Yeah. Like, until I met Seth, if we're being completely honest, we can keep that in. Um, so that I, I was, there were so many words that they were saying that I didn't want to be, <laughs> I didn't want to hear <laughs> from roommates that I didn't really have a good relationship with. Like yeah. we rarely talked. And so the fact that they wanted to get really close to me and ask me why I wasn't constantly jumping my boyfriend's bones. It was pretty uncomfortable, but, uh, story time just real quick before we transition into the next one. You've heard this. Um, so Alex once had a coworker who had a little crush on him. Oh, I remember this. And I knew, and she wanted some lashes. So I was doing her lashes and she was engaged and so we were just talking about, you know, her fiance and my Alex at the time. And she was like, oh, you know, is he a good kisser? And I was like, oh, he's a great kisser and like told the story of our first kiss. And she was like, yeah. And specifically that was I thought I was a bad kisser until Alex kissed me and then he kissed me right. And I was like, suddenly it all makes sense. So she was like, so how did he kiss you? So I was like, um, and I kind of described that. And she goes, oh, so but like, does he like touch you does he like grab your shoulders and i'm sitting there breathing thinking, gets harder right okay basically She's long like, story short does he t- how does he touch you she asked she asked if we had sex and so i said no because that was true at the time and she asked if i'd ever seen his dick and if it was big and she was fully like wanting the deep. she was fully like I like fully turned on and like fishing for details. And like, it it was an experience for her. And I was like, "Mm, your lashes are done. Get out of my home. You were like, also it's $20 more than I told you earlier. Yeah, really. And I glued your eyes shut. Get out of here. (laughs) Good luck in your car. (laughs) Um, We wanted to do justice to all of the story. We got so many good stories and experiences sent to us that we um, are going to share that next week. So for now, Good night. Good night. Wait, we need to throw in some bribery. Um, Listen to the next one because it's juicy as hell. Yeah. Okay, awesome. We love you guys.